Hey guys, awesome episode today. We have an ex stalking, a new girlfriend, and where to get the best pizza in New York. Check it out, enjoy, share with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freak, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it one more time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it works. You tell a friend. They listen to the show. They tell a friend. They listen to the show. Then we grow and grow and grow until it's too big to even do anymore. We, we pop like a balloon. So listen. And, and also, you know what feels the best? I got to say, I love when they post it on their Instagram stories. I love it, too. And tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Just tag one friend. Tag me. I'll send you a heart. Tag a single bitch. One single bitch. Just do it. And whenever I see that Instagram post, it feels unbelievable. It's, it's as if I, I took a, a, a walk into the woods and I went to, uh, I'm serious, this is how it feels. I'm in the woods, birds chirping. It's a beautiful spring day. And I walk in, and, and also, I, I walk so deep into the woods that it's almost dark, covered with trees. And breathe it in. Can't Bre- see the treetops. Can't even see the treetops, just covered. I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, I'm, 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 I'm covered. I'm in, I'm in a cacophony of tr- tree, a trees. red riding hood situation. Yeah, and I'm walking down the, and, the, and and breathe it in. <sighs> you can feel that air, mm-hmm. dewy, but it's it's dewy enough that it feels like I have too much clothes on. I don't follow. I I will keep following. Okay. I'm like, oh man, the air. Mm, that air needs to be against my skin. Uh, and it's just warm enough. So I take off my sweatshirt. And I'm like, no, that, I need more. Mm-hmm. And then there's a stream nearby. I'm like, I'll, put, I'll hang out my sweatshirt by the stream. Yeah. And the water's coming back and forth to the, to the, to the shoreline. I'm like, let me take off this T-shirt. So now I'm shirtless feels good a little drip from the leaves comes and hits my shoulder uh, I'm like no it's not enough keep going I take off my pants mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there in my underwear looking at the water and I, I say this isn't enough it's at all just you out there it's just me no one's here to see it's mm-hmm. just me in nature so I take off my underwear and I'm completely naked and then I get on all fours. And a little chipmunk comes by. And the chipmunk has a fluffy tail. Yep, that's the chipmunk. And the chipmunk goes tail to anus with me. So now I'm on all fours. The chipmunk's facing me with its tail. And then my balls are hanging out from my backside. So you just see balls. And the chipmunk 
grazes my balls with its tail. That's how good it feels when you make it your Instagram story. I don't know how they can't do that now. I mean, I did I not paint a picture? That's how good it feels. How could you take that away from me? How could you not make it your Instagram story right now? J Train Podcast. Every Tuesday and Friday. I'm very excited about today's guest. A first timer. We we two first timers in a row. Um, I can't believe it is your first time. We should have made this happen earlier. Alexis Guerreros, thank you for coming on. Come on, man. This is exciting. Great to have you. Great guest alert. At not Alexis on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow. Go support. It's great to have you. Yeah. You have your own podcast that to me is interesting because it's outside of my world. Yeah. You're talking football. We're talking soccer, baby. What's the name of the podcast? Tell the people so they can find it. It's called The Cooligans. We're at Soccer Cooligans on everything. You know, you've heard of hooligans. Yeah. But that's not us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're not going to stab nobody with a broken Shh. bottle. That happens. It happens a lot. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We get such a bad reputation. I think we're hard on ourselves as Americans. Absolutely. We, like, we. You watch we, soccer for 10 minutes and you're like, you know, we ain't that bad. Yeah, we're not that bad. <laughs> They're yelling like. Racial slurs at the players. That's mostly gone away. Has it? Yeah, thank God. But I'm saying that's in the recent history. We hear about that story in America. Like that story kind of popped its head in Carolina this season. There was a football, you know, American football story where people were yelling racial things from the crowd. But when it happens, we kind of all go, in my backyard, like we yeah. were like shocked I in public. Seen like the last ten years in Europe, where like a black player is doing a throw in, and not like a little group, but like the whole stadium's doing like monkey stuff. And really? Like, Holy so shit! The few things that still creep creep up is every once in a while someone will throw a banana peel at a black. See, player. this is this is the thing. Like you know, like listen, we got it's our horrendous. own. We got our own problems here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not diminishing the issues in this country, but like. Every we're all dealing with this. Like, yeah. There's no country out there that's like just a perfect you no. know, citizen out there. Not like, at all. Like like this is happening. Recent, you say it's crops. It pops it, up. Yeah, it happens. I would say three times a year. You hear about it now. Yeah. three or four times a year happens a lot in England too, which is wild, disrespectful. Like there was a, there's one of a video of a of a player doing a, a corner kick, and you could see some of the fans leaning over, and the guys just belittling this dude and mm. at some point he starts using the n-word and like four of his friends are like yeah okay we'll do that too and oh the, but those, these people get banned sure. but it doesn't go away here's the thing americans i feel like soccer is the perfect sport okay americans have figured out game day experience okay you know <laughs> well, what I mean? I, I mean i spent the fall going to different college football games every week so well, I, i've never been to a college sports game i at think all. That, i think that's the perfect american sports experience Really? Because you do a bit where you say the the finger thing. You were like like Duke oh. <laughs> shooting a free throw. Yeah, it's a new bit. Yeah, and yeah. First of all, yeah, hilarious. And the reason that stood out to me is because I was I get upset sometimes because English is my second language mm-hmm. and I'm a first generation American. Yeah. So I missed out on so much cultural shit sure. that like I don't get the references. But I'm like I don't even get sports now. You know, yeah. you said that I'm like I don't know what this is. I gotta well, call my friends. Th- this is the thing with the college sports experience. So like I think like. Certain schools, basketball, they have a similar feeling that football has. But like college football in America, I, and I spent the fall going to, I went to 20 different games or 15 different Jesus, games. Jesus, you got so, a problem. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and when I would go, there's people, it's very familial. There's uh, people have an attachment to their team that feels like 
it's their team because they went to the school. Yeah, yeah. Or, or your they, family, family goes to the school. Yeah. school. Or you've been going since you've been a child. Right. So the ta- and then the tailgates are so specific to the area of the country you're in. Right. Invented so, in Jersey, by the way, tailgating. Uh-uh. Is it? Yeah. It was invented at Rutgers. Oh, because Rutgers is also like unknown. Like you, you don't think of Rutgers as like the first college football team, Yeah, right? but they are. They're yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first ones to play, I think, some sports. Yeah, yeah. They, they were first on that whole thing. But uh, you go to these tailgates and you're like, you know, you go to Ole Miss and there's chandeliers in the tailgates in the, in the, like in a chandeliers. They'll put up a chandelier in the tent and you're like, for what? Just to just to be ridiculous. It's a flex? Just to flex. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Every though. tent has its own decoration. There's no grills. Not one grill. So they're not cooking food. That's the image I have in my head. Well, that's the thing. South, no grills, no cars. They go the night before, set up their whole area. They have their... It looks like... It kind of looks like um, when... Like a graduation party in every tent. Like a posh Burning Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It has that type of thing to it. And then you go to like... You go to Penn State, there's grills everywhere. It's a, just yeah. a different experience. It's more northeast. You go to like, uh, we went to Jacksonville for the Florida-Georgia game. Those are, it's a, it's a neutral site game, so like they split the stadium in half, and you just see the way people party there. And it's just like... Everything has its own style. It's all its own style. And Soccer it's, is very similar. In fact, I think American uh, college football and basketball for the big, for the big mm. ones, like your Duke, your UNC, sure. those places, that's the closest... Stadium feel, fandom feel to, that, to European soccer. That's why I bring it up because yeah. you go to like like pro football is the worst experience. It's the worst. It's so corporate. It's so corporate. The people are disgusting. The food is trash. Awful food. The the you don't even want to be at one. You want to be watching all the games. This is yeah. like you know you like your team, but you want to have like You're all. Like, why like, am I cold? The, why am I cold? HD is better than than my eyes. Why this, am I out here? This is awful. <laughs> yeah. and, and and also the people are just not. They're the thing, animals. The thing about a college football game is you don't want to, and you say like getting banned, like the worst thing you could do, like at least with a college football game, it feels like you're, you would embarrass the school. Right. So and which like, has like a lineage to it too. Sure. So you, oh, how could you make yeah. Penn State look this way? Right. Even though, you know, you have a They've coach that's touched the kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, 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 he's done enough. But <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like they, you know, there is a little bit of right. like, well, I don't want to mess up my own house. Right. Like, we were revered at Ohio State until my grandson. Yes. It's like that thing. We can't even show our faces anymore. Yeah. And for Shame co- is also mostly gone, though. I feel like that's a very well, southern thing. A, yeah. Well, pro football, though, there's no shame. There's no shame whatsoever. People are yelling shit that you're like, I can't. This doesn't even make sense. It's not even funny. We're watching billionaires hire millionaires to crash into each other. And, and, it just feels yeah, terrible. But I mean, then college, no fo- but college football, you know, if you put it in those terms, college football is we're <laughs> making billions off of people we don't pay, which they should be paying. to to just injure themselves and whatever. But what? So with the Cooligans, it's called the Soccer Cooligans. It, that's or, all of our social media, but we're just the Cooligans. The Cooligans. Yeah. How did it start? Tell us about the show. I mean, you. It, is this like an American? We talk about American soccer. Here's the thing: like American soccer fans constantly get beat up at home 
by people who look like you. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wear a lot of college sure. sports uh, paraphernalia because they don't like the sport of soccer. They don't view it as American, even though America finished third in the first World Cup ever. Okay. Okay. Like we've had it here for a while, just wasn't popular sure. in the professional ranks. So we get made fun of at home. That's starting to go away now because soccer's starting to be cool to the younger kids. You know, social media and whatnot, like they could see European soccer more. Sure. Like my nephew knows who Messi is. He doesn't know who. You know, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel is, you know what I mean? Sure. So like, so kids are starting to get it now. So it's kind of cool. But for the most part, it's funny that you reference Johnny Manziel. You have the doll. I have a doll here. I have a figurine. That's pretty dope, though. <laughs> that is going to be something someday. It will be worth yeah, something yeah, yeah. right after he ODs. Yeah. I think that's when that <laughs> that's the moment that's shots up. <laughs> that's so, when you put it on eBay. So the, the, the podcast is about American soccer. And we're bringing pride to it. Like the idea of it's football, not soccer. Nah, shut the hell up. Just let it be what it is. They told us the name was soccer. England invented the sport. When they brought it here, they told us it was called soccer because that's what they called it. Football, American football, rugby, and soccer were all three of the same sport. It was called gridiron football. That's American football. Okay. Rugby football. And association football. That's soccer. Association gets shortened to ASSOC. That became a sock. A sock became soccer eventually. Oh. That's where the name comes from. So, yo, you told so, us the name was soccer. If you told me your name was Jared, and I said, I don't see you for 20 years, so, yeah. I'm going to call you Jared. Sure. And it's, so it's nothing to be like... We're dumb idiots. No. With a different name. It's just, it has a lineage. Bro, yeah. they called it that until the 80s. And then they went to football to Then sound. they went just to straight football because it was always like a battle between soccer and football. And soccer wasn't cool anymore to say. It was so cool to say to footy. Yeah, footy <laughs> is their thing. Yeah. So enough. Uh, you call it soccer. Yeah, bro. That's the name you gave you us. You gave us. So okay. we, we, we like to say we're the gulliest soccer podcast. What does I that know, mean? Gully is a term that started right here in Harlem. Like, okay. It was really popular. Like, maybe eight, ten years ago, like Cameron used to say it a lot. It just means like you don't take no shit from anybody. You're going to say exactly how you feel at all times. Sure. You know, that gully is like, nah, this is on my mind. I'm going to say it right now. Sometimes it could be used like you're the most hardcore gangster, shit like that. Okay. Like you're the one who'll do what needs to be done. You okay. know what I mean? Uh, so we just started, we started clapping back at all these European people making fun of American soccer. American soccer players going on TV in Europe, sports shows in Europe, mm. and like laughing about the American league, like, Ain't on the joke, like, nah, bro, we pay your money, we pay your bills. Yeah. Yeah, you got to defend us. I'm not saying you'd be like, I'm not in on the joke, I don't like this, but yo, make fun of them. Sure. Defend us a little yeah, bit, so at we least... started doing it. Okay, that's, I like that. So, I mean, do you, like, what's happening in American soccer? What is... There's so much. Right now, there's like well, white nationalists I... at the New York games. That's busy. What? Yeah, some Proud Boys started showing up to the NYCFC games. Why? Because you know what? And first of all, they're all like Peruvian dudes, which is insane. Well, I remember my my family when the New England Revolution started. First of all, I don't understand why all these American soccer in the in the ML MLS MLS why do they have the same names? Why is there a Atlanta United and a, a DC United, a DC United. Yeah, Minnesota United. Why do they do that? Why not have na- we do we name teams here? Yeah, I know, but there's I, a marketing thing there. there Why is, are we doing that? There, so soccer, you allow the fans to come up with the nickname, right? So like uh, the New York Yankees, okay. Th- like uh, you know how they say New York Football Giants? Yes, they that used to be the New York Football Club. And then oh. they started calling somehow whether a reporter did it or the fans. We, it's like, like Alabama's the Crimson Tide, and that started with a reporter. Yes, wrote an article about the the offensive line looked like a Crimson. Right. Tide. Is that the one where everyone says good morning themselves, saying Roll Tide? Roll Tide. Yeah, 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 yeah. they like say that all the time. Right? Roll Tide. That's that's Alabama. Yeah. I was taking someone on a food tour. I do food tours in the city. Every we got to talk about that too. Yeah, pizza, bro. I'm a, I'm a shit on all you the have, pizza you like. You put <laughs> on Instagram some great 
pizza stuff. Yeah, man. I'm 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 weird. You're an aficionado. In fact, I typically get flown out to Pizza Expo in Vegas every year. It's happening right now, and I couldn't go because of pilot season. Holy shit. I'm really pissed off. Well, I mean, I know the crowd here is very upset. (laughs) I thought that was just my inner voice. Let's go through the nicknames first. Yeah, so. Because I have interest. Like, I went down to Atlanta last year, and I'm going back to Atlanta. By the way, we have a massive Atlanta fan base. I'll make sure to tweet it out. Please do. March 27th and 28th. I just looked at tickets. Not a lot sold. So why don't we come out? Uh, It's on a Wednesday, Thursday, which sucks. Yo, Cooligans fans in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta United. But Atlanta United is like... 73,000 people at the final. It's a huge... They're like, that's the team. And the... They're bigger than the Falcons. The theory is that I heard and the theory made sense because I love a good theory. Yeah. I love a good theory based on just socioeconomic right. things that are going on. And this one made sense to me. They're like, Atlanta's a transplant city. A lot of people are moving to Atlanta. Yeah. And none of them really have a team. They don't have a soccer That's team. That's not... Well, they didn't... Like, even the Falcons isn't really theirs. No, they brought with them their own NFL team. Sure. So they got to Atlanta. They're like, well, I have kids. I have young kids. This is a team that could be for our family because it started now. That's literally it. That's so that exactly yeah, it. that made sense. It's Atlanta is the New York of the South, and I don't mean that to offend Atlanta people because they hate saying that when I say. I mean in in here or like for the most part of my whole life, New York is where you went to go do something. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. to be famous, or you wanted to do it. You went to either New York or L.A. Atlanta is a new hub. That sure, so I mean all are, the Marvel films done in Atlanta. All like so much TV, hip hop. They've completely taken over hip hop. Yeah. Uh, so like, if you want to do something big in the South, Atlanta is probably the closest city for you to do that. Yeah, and it's a big metropolis for that. They didn't bring with them an uh, an MLS team or a soccer team so now they're all Atlanta United fans and let me tell you something it's Atlanta United stuff's everywhere it's everywhere we've done four live events in Atlanta and it blows our mind every time how much like how quickly we sell out how much they just have a fever for soccer and and do you are the games crazy they're incredible have they given them a nickname yet they so five stripes is what the fans want to call them because they have five stripes in their badge okay so the big issue though is this year they've gotten 13 stripes across their chest so the, the they change the jersey every year. You get either a new home or away. It swaps in MLS. Okay. So that's the other thing about American soccer that I like is that the jerseys are constantly changing. And so they're trying shit. Yeah, they're yeah. Go, they're going nuts. Yeah. But they're red and black, and that's what they're sticking to. Ha- have you gone to Portland? Because I know Portland yes. and Seattle, like that's like a huge rivalry. Portland, it's all right. So Atlanta, it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. In Portland, you would assume they've been going to to, to Timbers games. For 150 years. That's They great. have such a culture. They have something called the Finladen. It's a German thing. It's a storefront that's a clubhouse for the fans. Okay. And there's a specific... Uh, so there are three, the three teams in the Cascadia region is Vancouver, Portland, and Seattle. Yeah. When they play each other, they keep track of who wins and, lo- and loses. And whoever wins the most out of all of those, you know you get three points for a win, one point for a draw. Sure. Whoever gets the most points just from those games amongst them, them three... They have something called the Cascadia Cup. It's a cup that the fans own. That's which awesome. happens a lot. There's like the that's jug. a football thing. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot in the, sports. Yeah, they they have that like the they have different trophies like for the like, axe or something. The land grant trophy, yeah. the axe, Paul Bunyan's axe between yes. Minnesota and and uh, Wisconsin. There's a jug. Yeah. There's also like a brown jug. The brown or jug is Michigan, and I'm not sure what it is. Shelby might no idea. Know. Yeah, yeah, but okay. you know what I mean. I know you're talking. So, about. but that I think trophy, Michigan, Minnesota. Yeah. That trophy sits in that storefront that's owned by the fans and it's like a non-profit they help the community that's soccer so there's like cool thing well that's the other thing it's like it's also the perfect 2019 sport because everything is niche and niche out yeah so it's like 
people want to own their cool thing that they like to do. Their their type of coffee, their type of beer, yeah. their it's football all team. Their so- it's like what? It's all identities. It's all identities. Like my friend goes, I only go to third wave coffee shops. And I'm like, this is why I can't be your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're, what I mean? Those words just came annoying. out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so now you all, go follow Alexis Guerrero's at not Alexis. Go follow, go somewhere because... We gotta, gotta talk about the pizza thing before Suck we get to the pizza. emails. We're gonna get to the emails. We're gonna get to. We got tons right here. Um, my boyfriend's ex is so creepy, but that I almost admire the creepiness. We'll get to that. Nice. That's a good email title. But yeah. what do you think? So what? To okay, let's settle the pizza debate. I'll settle it right now. I had someone on Instagram, and she was trying to be nice and fun. But she was like, "Chicago pizza." You know it's better. I'm like, don't do this. This is so... People in Chicago don't even believe that. They don't believe They that. don't. You know what they like? They like that thin-cut tavern style. You know what I'm talking about? They cut the circle into squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I like, like that. that, too, actually. It's dope. Yeah. Vito and Nick's. There's a place called Emmett's on uh, McDougal, on the southern okay. part of McDougal, uh, southern part of Houston. Uh, McDougal does an incredible job. He uses double zero flour for it. It's incredible. Better than anything in Chicago. You know the flour. So you're an expert. I could, if you give me a slice of pizza, you don't have to tell me anything about it. All I have to do is look at it, smell it, take a couple bites. I could tell you the oven it was baked in. I could tell you the fuel the really? oven used. What made you get into that? I was, when I was a kid, I grew up on an intersection where all four corners were pizza shops. Okay. So I was always wondering, like, why is yours crispier than theirs? Sure. Why is yours sweeter than theirs? You know, the sauce. Like, I wanted to know. Like, yeah. I just asked a lot of questions. My mother would drop me off at like five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to wait for the bus. So I would just stand there in the cold. They would let me wait inside the pizza shop. Yeah. So I started like mixing the dough with the guys who opened the dough in the morning. So this is just like, it's kind of like, what, it's like a Malcolm Gladwell thing. Like you were around yeah. it. So. I was just around it. Yeah. So for me, pizza was cute. I thought it was Cuban food. I had okay. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why these Italians work in our pizza shops. Sure. You know? I had no idea. I didn't know I grew up in like a mob neighborhood that had switched over. Like it, it, it de-gentrified. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I like I just loved pizza and then I went on a pizza tour like maybe three years ago because mm-hmm. my buddy's wife is lactose intolerant. He's like, I'm gonna lose the money. Do you wanna go? I was like, Yeah, I'll be right there. I knew so much about pizza, the guy offered me a job. And you know, we don't do anything during the day. So you're talking you're on the pizza tour as yeah. a guest. Just a guest. And they're like Mouth and, off. and the guy goes, Yeah, this is the first pizza place in New York and you go, Yeah, they have this type of oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, What what? He's yeah, every dude by the third stop, it's three stops by the third stop, he's like, What do you do? <laughs> Because every, I think other, <laughs> sometimes people will like send like execs from Domino's on the tour and be like, "Don't say anything, just yeah. listen." Or they'll send like moles, you know. So sure. he thought I was well, like, you, a mole. he probably thought you were starting your own pizza yes. tour company. He one hundred percent did. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "No, nah, I don't do anything during the day. I'm a comic," you know. So we have a lot of listeners all over the country. They they visit New York. Yes. Okay. They're starting uh, to get good pizza in their in their towns too. Well, it's depending it's, where they are. Secret Pizza in Vegas. Was trash. You didn't like it? It's trash. Come on. I it's loved so it. so bad. Of course you do because it's salty. Most people like salty pizza. So what is... In Boston, what do you like? Do you like Greek pizza? No. Greek it's, pizza's terrible. I think Greek pizza's trash. I, they, I, they have I, a place called Boston Pizza in Queens. Have you been? My buddy it, owns no, it. No. Is it Greek? It's very Greek. They cook it in the pan. It's an enriched flour, which... It's an enriched dough, which means they put egg in the dough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and a the, very and Greek And the thing. crust is like really puffy. Yeah, really puffy. Very oily at the bottom. Oily. Crispy. That, well, that's like a Boston pot. That's yeah. me. Like the only Italian pizza we have, like Pizzeria Regina. Regina. Well, Santarpio's is Santarpio's, that's a, like, a, like an institution. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's like what? Over by the airport? You Something know I mean? like that. Boston. I, I I was just back home. I didn't even go. I I but the Greek pizza thing is like what you grew up on. Yeah, like, dude, if I'm going to Boston, I'm eating Portuguese food. Sorry, I'm not going to try Portuguese your Portuguese food. Port uh, Boston has the highest 
uh, population of Azorians, which is islands off the coast of Portugal, okay. than even the Azores. More Azorians live in Boston than in the Azores. Really? Yeah, dude, the best Portuguese food you'll What's find. What's Portuguese food? Portuguese food is like, it's very Iberian, like Spanish food. Yeah. Tons of seafood. It's all seafood, like sure. mixed with like sometimes noodles, sometimes on top of bread, stews, things like that. Portuguese food's very like Span- Spanish food, but like a slightly bit more seafood heavy. Okay. That, like Spain has the northern regions, which is much more about beef and stuff like that. Portugal barely has that. Yeah. They're all on the coast. So okay. it's just a lot of pork, a lot of seafood, a lot of uh, crustaceans, a lot of uh, mussels, clams. So, so back to the pizza, because I think a lot of people come, like, just, th- they know that this is centered in New York. Yeah. We're, we do emails from all across the country, but some people go, they go, where do I go? Yeah. What's the pizza place, if they're coming to New York. They got to have. They got to have that they can go, I did it. You know, because yeah. I think everything now... We live in an era of like Instagram and like getting the picture and but you don't want to like also none of us want to be tourists. No. None of us want to be the person that's like with the camera. We're travelers. We're travelers. I wanna I wanna do what the people do. If if what's a place that they because there's a lot of noise and then there's unlimited options. Twenty four hundred pizza places in the city alone. That's a real number. That's fucking insane. That's insanity. Where do you go? If If you're gonna make a pizza specific decision with your day. One place to go to, and then give us a second and third. All right. The only place you should go if you're going to get pizza, I think the first stop you got to go is mm. Scars. Scars. Scars on Orchard between Hester and Canal. So it's on okay. the border of like Chinatown and Lower East Side. Okay. Guy mills his own flour in the basement. Really? He puts the wheat berry, the, like the kernel, back in so you get more nutrients. He uses only fresh flour, organic tomatoes, and he uses an all-natural cheese. And by the way, it's a slice shop. It's just a slice shop. And it's dope as hell. They got like reggaeton playing. Like Emily Rajakowski hangs out in the back. I think my girlfriend is like a big Scars fan. Now it's that the best. It. It's That's the, the best. best slice of pizza I've ever had so, in my entire life. In your entire life? So in like life. number one, like number two is like way down the list? No, number two is... Down the list, but not way, way down, because what they do is a little different. Okay. So the number two I'm going to tell you is a place called La Industrie. I know it's French name, but okay. the guy just couldn't afford to change the, the name. Okay. He's from Tuscany. Dope dude named Massimo. Good friend of mine named Nick also works there. Uh, La Industrie, tiny little shop on South 2nd and Havermeyer in Williamsburg. It's like three blocks away from Knitting Factory. Okay. It's fucking dope. You don't agree, Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Shelby, Shelby with a, a bad throat clear moment. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, bad timing. So it goes Scars, Landistry. Landistry is number two. By the way, if you go to Landistry, get the burrata slice. Burrata they do something slice. different. They have a white pie and a red pie, and those are the bases for all the pies they make. So you pick uh, the one you want. So you go, I want a white this. Yeah, I so want a red I'll, this. Like I'll take the brie, fig, and olive or whatever, and that's okay. on the white. So they have the rosa and the blanco, the mm-hmm. bianco, right? So you pick which one. So don't get the plane there. Everywhere else you get a plane. They're doing something a little different. They're merging Roman style and New York style. So it's brand new. No one's ever done no this before. No one's done this before. He's doing it, and he is crushing it's it. It's great. It's incredible. Number three. I wish he used better tomatoes. That's the only complaint <laughs> I have. I really get upset. He tries to use Italian tomatoes. They're trash. Don't this use is, Italian tomatoes. This is all so interesting to yeah. me. <laughs> I, I think the listeners are going to like literally have a pen and paper in their hand. Number three. Number three. If you're going to go, like, I, I don't want to tell you to go to like 
get a wood fire pizza. You can get wood fire pizza anywhere, and honestly, it almost all tastes the same. If you're gonna get wood fired, you could go to a place like Keste or whatever. But I'm, if you're gonna go to a number three, I would say like get something that's a bit more significant. I'd go to Emmett's. Go to Emmett's and get the thin Emmett's. tavern style. He has one called the Big Gay Al. A lot of the pizzas are named after uh, what's that South Park characters. Yeah. So the Big Gay Al is you know the Italian beef sandwich that they have where they dip it in the jus in, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put all that on a pizza. Oh my god! So it's got that like pickled jardinera on top. Oh the beef, my god! The sirloin this strips. Make me hungry, dude! Holy it is shit. fire. I could eat a whole pie of that by myself. So listen, go follow Alexis Guerrero's on Instagram. You can see all. I mean, like the pizza posts are like yeah. crazy. We're actually starting. I started my own food tour with Mike Albanese. You know Mike Albanese? Yeah, yeah. We call it Fat Venture. That's how great. dope is that? So that, we're gonna send, we're gonna bring people to like dope places to eat, like real places, like places even New Yorkers are like, oh shit, I didn't well, know that was there. That's the thing right now. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a user of infatuation. Nice infatuation. I don't trust them. I, I, I don't. Well, here's my issue. Not to talk shit on it. Like I, I do appreciate what they do because yeah. they created a great app. Yes, the app is usable and it's mm-hmm. user friendly. My issue with infatuation is when you go to read the reviews, it turns into like. When I was a child, like they, they try to be funny first. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Be this. Yeah. Like, we're, we're here for the food. That's the thing. We, it, this is a generational thing to me, too, where it's like you, you, everyone's got to be everything at once. Yeah. It's like, no, be good at this one thing. Yeah. You have the great app. Get right into the food. Don't tell me, like, remember Rugrats as a kid? <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. Is this a good cupcake or not? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what I'm fucking ordering yeah. when I'm on the Lower East Side. Right. You know, I'm in LA, West Hollywood. Tell me where to fucking go. Or what's a place I should go? Make this easy on us. Yeah. I don't want to fucking read your thesis statement on Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, funny reference, funny reference, funny reference. Yeah. What about the fucking mains yeah. and, and, and apps? You're like, Alex Mack, I get it. I get it. Let's yeah. move on to the food. <laughs> let's, let's do it. This, none of this entertainment. <laughs> right, right. I'm here for food. So <laughs> I, I think, like, a, a tour like that yeah. where you're like, no, 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 cut the bullshit. Yeah. I just want to know where to fucking, like what you do with the three pizza places. Yeah. Where do you go? And like, to me, it's like, what's the move? Like I, so a lot of my friends are pizza makers mm-hmm. now and chefs and stuff. And this is genius. When they tell you to go eat somewhere, they say, and by the way, the move is order this. Yes. That's so, you've just taken every bit of the guesswork. And, Imagine you went to a good restaurant, but you ordered the wrong thing and you found out after. I completely it, agree. And people, it annihilates And me. everyone is bad at suggestions. Because I'll They're go on Instagram, I'll go, I'm going to this town. And then the suggestion will be like, always, they always come first with like, no, you got to get the burger that has 7,000 patties on it. And yeah, gonna, yeah. It's like, what are you trying to do? Kill me? Yeah. yeah. I'm I not Guy Fieri. Yeah, I want to fucking have a nice, comfortable meal yeah. where I walk away and go, I'm satisfied. I'm not fucking disgusted. Or like, wow, that's something I can't get at home. I can't get that at home. Oh, you got to. Yeah. So <laughs> then they send you to a place that they don't know is a chain. Yes. Because they don't travel at all. So they'll be like, yeah, you got to go. There's a taco place that people don't know is a chain that's yeah. really good. But but it's like not it's in every uh, millennial comforter section of town. Like okay, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the section of town with like the nice coffee place. The, it's like a Chipotle kind of thing. It's, no, it's a um, fuck. I can't remember the name. Someone's screaming it at their computer right now. Yeah, they are. There's there's one in Tampa. Shelby, Google Tampa taco place. Nice section. Is of it town. like Dos Toros or something? No, like that? it's like it's like a restaurant sit down place that you would go to for like happy hour. Dos Caminos. It's like it's yeah. Dos Caminos ish. Right, 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 right. But right. it's like in, a, but it's also in a lot of towns. So I'm like, 
I know. So a lot of people will be like, "You got to get the margs," right. at, and I'm like, no, "You don't know anything you're, you're talking yeah. about." Taco, your strip taco bus. No, it's like, dude, you're strip mall shopping your whole life. Yeah, and they, yeah. they also you were fooled. Yeah. You were fooled by marketing because it made it look like a place that is interesting and fun, which I get, yeah. and I've been. It's good, but like you just want someone to go, and and restaurant people do that the yeah. best. They always go, you go here, you get the. You're right, chefs you're, just know because they ask the other chefs. They yeah. tell you, don't fuck around with the chicken salad Stuff, it's yeah. trash. Get this. Get here's a rule. By the way, if you live somewhere outside of New York or L. A., if your menu is the size of an old newspaper, yeah, you're in a marketing. It's bad. Location. It's a chain. <laughs> Well, oh, we gotta we gotta move on. We've been going on for okay. So listen, <laughs> at not Alexis, we are sponsored people. Let me get to the sponsor because we love this fucking sponsor. New speaking of food, Noom. I love Noom. I love Noom. I love Noom. Listen, you want to eat well, but you also want to be healthy. Okay, and I love this because sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts and obstacles that hold you back from making progress. Most people who lose weight gain it all back. Why? Because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, but not after. With Noom, you'll lose the guilt and learn how to develop a new relationship with food. Let me tell you about Noom and how they can help you live a healthier lifestyle. I'll say this. What I like about Noom, and I'm a user and I enjoy the product because you can open it up every day. It has you open it up and it just gets you thinking about these things. Yeah, you might be going to a nice pizza dinner in New York. You might be going to this great restaurant, but what are you doing up to that moment? Yeah. What are you doing after? Are you eating when you get home? Like, this is all things Noom. And, like, the one specific example is like, what's, they'll be like, well, what's better for you, a bunch of grapes or a bunch of craisins? Well, craisins are dried grapes or dried cranberries. Right. So they're like, well, that's not going to have anything, not going to fill you up. You want to put more water in your system to fill you up. And it's like that little nugget that you get from Noom, you go, now it's on your mind every time you eat a craisin. Yeah. Or, it's like or Rosetta Stone. Choice. It's like Rosetta Stone for eating. Exactly. And, and, this thing, and it becomes, you know, the, the eat this, not that type of thing where you yeah. go, you just get equipped with knowledge that makes you go, Oh, I should make a right when I when I would have made a left. So it's like when my wife says, you know, a Snickers bar, you should just have a cheeseburger. Yeah. Because like, it has less calories or something like that, and there's like more protein. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, and it's like I'll that I, I'm looking to be fucking crazy right now. Yeah. yeah, I want if I'm gonna go bad, yeah, let's go bad as good as I can go. Right. So with Noom, you try something different. Try Noom, different results call for a different approach. Learn, don't diet. This is weight loss is in the palm of your hand, literally on your phone whenever and wherever you need it. With Noom, you'll have personalized training and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or personal trainer. Take the agony out of food tracking with they have a great food database. So if you want to like track your food and write things down, Noom's gotcha. So listen, I've loved the app. It gets me thinking. It's always on and it it's just something when you're trying to get your health right, you just need something nudging you. And Noom's that little nudge. So Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits, in with the new. Sign up for trial today at Noom dot com slash J train. That's N O O M dot com slash J train. Noom dot com slash J train. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash J train to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom dot com slash J train. Start losing weight for good. Let's do some emails, Alexis. You ready? Let's get in there, baby. Go follow on at not Alexis 
on Twitter and Instagram. My boyfriend's ex is so creepy, but that I almost admire the creepiness. <laughs> Jatrin, help. Feather, feather. I have an issue, so please help. I've been dating this guy for seven months now. Everything has been per- absolutely perfect. Like, I still can't believe I found someone like this. LOL. Shout out to Hinge. Oh, we're big Hinge fans here. One thing lately that has been bothering me, though, he doesn't ever post on Instagram or Facebook, even though he has both. One time a few months ago, I was like, oh, my God, you should post this on Insta Story. Try it, try it out while we're, while we are, we're on a walk. He posted a pic on the, of, of the sidewalk with some caption and tagged me in it. It was telling him, I was telling about how you can see who views your story when I shit you not less than a minute later, his ex-girlfriend is the first person to watch his story. Wow. Well... She got what she asked for. She would, That's what she was trying to do. Well, she was fishing around. You yeah. know, she, she, it's like, don't put your hand in the syringe thing and go, oh, my God, I got fucking hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, and so, you know, he was obviously nervous about posting stuff because I've been in that position where right. I'm like, I, I got a girlfriend now, but, like, took me time. And, like, what a lot of women don't want to hear and what my girlfriend didn't want to hear was, like, I'm doing this also to like remove myself from the past. Yeah. You know, like I need to get far enough away from the past that I'm not like, and, and that's not even to say that like I'm still keeping up with these people, but like there, I have to get like a, you're, when you come out with a girlfriend on social media, there is the moment where you get like the, oh, really? Right. Because we humanly, we just take it personally. Sure. And, and you know they're going to judge your girl now. It's it's all happening just because it's there in front of us. We, right. If we didn't have the technology, we wouldn't be able to do it. But I do understand when she's like, "Hey, you ever heard of stories?" And you can see who looks at the story. Yeah. And she then, said it like she was like trying to get a kid, like, "Come on, try it." Remember, you like broccoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and if yeah. you click on that, I can see. I mean, sorry, you can see yeah. who's looking at. Your yeah. Story. So it's like you got yeah what you asked for, <laughs> yeah. and it's like. You know, if you're gonna play in these waters, you're gonna get fucking shark attacks. Like, you know, like, there's there's a phrase in Cuba in, in like Spanish, which is like, "Don't go looking for a fart because you might just smell it." Yes, that's what happened. This is what happened. She got so, that big old whiff. So it's like, and also everyone has a past, and you're you're going to have to get over that for yeah. people. So he, she says, "I can't believe I found someone so great." Yeah, there was your your guy's really great because of the people that came before you. Right. And you're not the only one that ever found this guy. Yeah. So there's other people who are really pissed off right now. A little background about the ex. They did it for about six months back in 2016. So that's three years ago. She is now engaged with a newborn baby. I stalked his Instagram right when we met and found pics of her as any normal creepy girl does. Ha ha. But about a month into us dating, I noticed he unfollowed her on everything and untagged every photo with her, which I thought was sweet of him to do without me asking since an extremely jealous I'm an extremely jealous person. Wow. Well, we knew you were an extremely jealous person because yeah. you created this whole fucking faux Oh, you ever heard of Instagram to fucking <laughs> yeah. see who would look at this shit. But anyways, so she watches it. She still follows him on everything, and I notice and don't think much of it. But now, ever since that, he, uh, then she has watched every single Instagram story that I myself post. Oof. My Insta is obviously public, and she watches it within an hour uh, or two every time. It's gotten to the point where I now, where now I post sappy things of my boyfriend sometimes, just because I know she'll see it. Oh, this girl's getting messy. I love this is a, this is the most chicky thing yeah. ever. Yes, play my game. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're playing with each other. She's getting hot. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> all of us are hard. I'm yeah. just letting everyone <laughs> yeah, know. This all. Is, I'm, I'm all for this. Yeah, this is like this is like the caddy shit that like the boyfriend. He's like, 
yeah, these two hot chicks yeah. are just like going. Like we're all like grinning. You're, stupidly. What you're reading, he's telling his boys at yeah. like the bar, and then she starts posting wild shit <laughs> just so she'll see it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, nothing, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I know she'll see it. I I know this probably isn't healthy behavior on my part, so I need some advice. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's not. At Should all. I block her? Make my Insta private? Should I tell my boyfriend? Should I DM her? Should I post a petty Insta story saying, hey, Alyssa, I see your creepy ass. Ha, <laughs> kidding, kinda. I, don't, I just don't really understand why she's stalking me when she is getting married in a few months and has a newborn baby, so any advice I appreciate. A little background info. I'm 25. Boyfriend is 27. The ex is 29. My boyfriend and I both live in, uh, in the city of, of St. Louis. She lives in the suburbs. Yes, J-Train. I saw you live in St. Louis in January. Please help. Okay, so. Talk about bad pizza. Uh, in St. Louis. They, hey, come on. It's trash. I like they it. think it's good. Oh, it is God. good. It's the worst. <laughs> Prevel. It's disgusting. Okay. What do we think? <laughs> Here's about- what I think. I think if you block her, you kind of give her what she wants. Yeah. Right, like you just got to be a little like, and it's a, by the way, I honestly think nothing is actually happening. I yeah. think this girl's so jealous; she's reading into all of this. Yeah, yeah. This I think is, this lady's got a kid, and she's like bored as bo- shit at all. <laughs> I'm with you. That's my first thought. She's bored. She's getting married. Life. There's a thing of like you're in the game and you're out of the game. Yeah, she's she's starting. She's this is out her last of the year. game. She's retiring yeah. this year. She's a little jealous of the rookies coming she, in, and and also like. Listen, whose stories are more entertaining at the table? The single person or the married person? Yeah. Single person every fucking time. <laughs> Without a doubt. So this girl gets her rocks off. Also, we're giving cr- a lot of credit to like, she's watching your story, but let's remember when we watch people's stories, there's a very different types of watches. Yeah. There's I'm watching, there's I'm pooping and it's just going through. Right. You still counted. Right. For watching a story, quote unquote, when you don't watch a story. Yeah, if you're just flipping through it after two seconds, yeah, it still counts as a watch. That, that's the thing. So to her, every time she watches is like her staring at her phone and like dissecting the whole she thing. She pictures it like her plugging it into her big screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she could just watch it over and but, over and over but again. Nine out of ten times she's watching a story, it's probably just like flip, 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 yeah. flip, flip. Because she's probably super into Instagram because she's at home with a newborn child and married and in the suburbs and has nothing else to do and it's more entertaining than what's on fucking TV. Right. And also, if she's now looking at this girl's stories, this lady's got a kid. Yeah. She can't get out of the house. There's a little bit of like, man, I kind of wish I was out there banging it around still. Sure. There's there's envy to her. Feel bad for this woman. Don't feel catty. I know. And it's also like, you have the guy, they're not getting together. I, I, it just like, it's funny to me because there's people that I see that watch my story that like from like college. And I'm like, yeah, it, it, it's nice that they keep up. Yeah. Like, I don't think it, I don't think anyone watches a story to get somebody. Yeah. You're not going to now post like you and your most famous friend just to piss off your college friend. Gotcha. Yeah. Look at me. I'm I, hanging out with X, Y, Z. I just love the fact that hi, hey, Alyssa, see your creepy ass. Like <laughs> she, you know, I, I think this girl who admittedly she says I'm a very jealous person. Work on that. Yeah, it's time to like take these things a little less seriously. Yeah, it, it, this I, and I know a lot of women compete with levels of relationships and and who's got a marriage. You know, she's like this girl writes about her. She has a baby. She has a husband. She has it all. Like it's right. like she doesn't have it all. No, everyone's got shit. Grass Everyone, is always greener. Grass is always greener. So I I think for her, um, what should you do? One, you don't DM her. Two, you don't block her. No. I think you go, 
this is cute, whatever. And it, and you should feel good. You yeah. should feel good. Somebody's spending their time with. They should be really taking care of the child, sure. watching <laughs> your shit. That's good. Yeah, I just don't like. I don't think she's being as creepy as you're giving her credit for being. Right. But also, you're looking a lot into this. Yeah, you got to look for the sub posting. If you see that, it's time to act. Now it's time to, you know, right. if she starts posting on her stories like, hey, to you, right. you creepy ass, then I would go, okay. Yeah, you, now it's time now, to do some shit. Now it's time to back off. Yeah. But like, now you block. The reason she's the first to watch her ex boyfriend's story and the first to watch your story is because she's lonely and, you know, and just wants to be in on the whole fun. Right. And by the way, if the guy is listening, her boyfriend, you do not say this because yeah. now it'll look like you're defending this ex of yours. Yeah. You don't get into that. You know when like that girl's a whore, you'd be like, nah, babe, she's not a whore. Oh, why? You want to fuck her? Yeah, you're yeah. like, ah shit. I yeah. just I would be Switzerland on yeah. this whole fucking thing. Like, yeah, I can't believe she watches your stuff too. You should block her. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. I've been oh, I like this. Here with not Alexis, Alexis Guerreros at not Alexis. Go follow, go support. Super funny. You guys are gonna love them if you don't already. Jared Fried, Salt and the Swipes. Greetings to you and classic shelves and esteemed guests. I have been dating a guy for almost two years. Everything is going great. So consider this a red flag or deal breaker question. Okay. You're married. Yeah. So the red flag deal breaker game is everything's perfect. One thing happens. You have to decide, is this a red flag that I just like notice and move on? Or is it a deal breaker? I end the whole thing. Right. He just confessed to me that last summer he had a drunk makeout with a girl at a bar, a girl at a bar with a girl on a night he had gone out with the guys. He claims we were fighting at the time and he has figured we would break up and I wouldn't matter. And it wouldn't matter. I don't remember the fight, but I do remember that he came home to my house that night because I had texted two of his guy friends when I didn't hear from him. Long story short, I know he didn't go home with her and it was a random makeup, but how do we come back from this? I don't even remember what we were fighting about since it was a year ago. And I never felt like I was any, anything was ever, I never felt like it was anything worth breaking up over, but apparently he did. Is this relationship over? How do you decide if someone was worth working through things through when it's ordered just walk away wow tough one if you're writing an email this is bothering you yeah it, well it's you know what's bothering her is a year of it they're two years in one year in and also the, i think if i were in her shoes the idea that he was like well this is over anyway it's time to make out right like he was that close to just being out but you know how like some dudes and maybe this is just like a really latino thing but Mm. like you know some dudes when it's not going well they're like i'll pull the pin on the grenade like i'll fuck up so Mm. that you could dump me and it won't we won't have to have the emotional conversation sure 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 you know what i mean like my friend every time him and his girl would have the smallest argument he would go cheat on her and be like sorry babe and he would like do it at their house Mm. or their (laughs) apartment so he knows he would get caught and he's like oh i broke up because i'm an idiot as opposed to being like I, I can't be. Do you the think man he you wants want to, be. to be dumped? I think that's probably how he felt at that moment. He's like, like ah, you know what? This will be my way out. She's ending it anyways. Yeah, and I, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, and I fuck. I made out with a chick. Yeah, like now you go out with like that weird sense of pride, which isn't really prideful. But, yeah, you know, like you know what I mean. Like, oh well, I made out with a chick, so I'm done. Yeah, you can keep a stupid argument about the dishes, especially or if it was. he was going to get dumped. It's like it, it keeps his ego up. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I had heard, it does show his character, which is probably not a good thing. Yeah. And also, but like it's been a year and he told her, though. Why did he tell her? 
Like, it seems like a weird thing. <laughs> As a guy, that's the first thought I had. Is, yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? What but also, you? like, it's kind of gallant, you know? He's trying to make amends. Or is he trying to get out of this relationship? Ooh. You know, is he trying to end this thing that he doesn't know how to end? That's my question. Right. It's like when, you, like, when you start bringing up, well, a year ago I made out with a chick... Dump me. Yeah. Are Dump you, me. Is that real? Does yeah. that make you mad? Because I got it, boxes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, because the that's what I would be trying to like fish out. Right. Is like, does this guy want to be dumped or is he trying to make amends? Or yeah, is his guilt getting to the best of him and he's like, I don't want to fuck this but up. But it so. seems like such a small thing to bring up that like, why would he bring this up for any other reason to get dumped? Right. So like to me. You think somebody's blackmailing him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the girl came back. <laughs> I, I have the kiss yeah. on tape. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> it's a tough one for me because it's the girl writing in. And it's like if she's writing in and she's like, this is the red flag deal. It's like it's not like he came home and she goes, you have lipstick on you. What the fuck is that? And he goes. I made out. I thought you were going to dump me. I was in a bad place. Right. And it, it happened right there. Game over. Whatever. I go, yeah, you got, he came to you, got caught. Like, you guys worked it out. Now it's a year later. And she's going, I still can't get over this. I would be like, well, you've been with him a year and he's been good to you a year. Whatever. Right. What, because. He turned himself in. Yeah. Sometimes you turn yourself in because jail's better than being out of the jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to keep running. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like. <laughs> You know, like, it's like a Madoff thing. Yeah. It's like, at least I don't have to fucking deal with the outside world. Yeah. You know, like, Madoff's probably happier in jail. Right. He's playing, you know, backgammon. Or yeah, and teaching fucking there. economics classes. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like he's out here in the real world and people are spitting at him every time right. they see him walk down the street. You know, I almost I almost blew the whistle on him, like, six months before he got caught. You? Yeah. How? I was in sales. And I went to his office. He was listed as like a 2,000 person. I, I can only. Hold on. Yeah, yeah I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I brought up Madoff and you almost blew the whistle. <laughs> I you? almost blew the whistle on Madoff. How? So he had the lipstick building was his on like 51st and Lex. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Second and Lex. Um, so Madoff, whatever funds, whatever the name of the company was. Sure. Was one of mine because I could only talk to companies, 1,000 employees or more. Big companies, right? What were you selling? I, was, I worked for the corporate division of Staples. Okay. Uh, so I was the contract negotiator for like big deals. Louis so- v- Louis. Uh, Louis Vuittomo at Hennessy was my deal. Richemont, my so deal. So you were selling like, you know, like office supplies. Contracts to buy office supplies. Sure. So okay. like we would do like a whole thing like, oh, you have 40 locations? Gotcha. Like WB Mason shit. Right. But yeah. like for like, but big. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, W Mason was like the smaller companies. Okay. Like I never really fucked with them, right? Like other companies that were like our competition, you would have never heard of unless you worked for a big company. Okay. So I, I, li- I call them. Hey, the lady's like, yeah, sure, come on in on this day, blah, blah, blah. The whole point's like you get appointments and then you close them. Long story short, I get there. There's no one. 32nd floor, if I'm not mistaken. No one there. No one. Mm. One lady, Bernie Madoff's sister. She was the office manager. Okay. So I walk in and I was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Where are all the cubicles? Because I'm like, I'm not allowed to talk to small businesses. I'm going to get in trouble for stealing it from the other salespeople. And she was like, oh, a lot of them work from home. I'm like, what? Where do they sit when they come here? Sure. There's no cubicles, you know? But I was trying to be nice, you know, your sales call. So I said, okay, why don't you give me your printout? Like, give me, print out what you you order, and I'll have my pricing team show you how much we'll save you. She gives me one sheet of paper, handwritten, a copy of it. And I was like, seven post-it notes? I'm like, you can't order this. I was like, what are are the thousand people? And she's like, oh, most of them just order at home. And I'm like, 
but we can give them a deal where we'll send them the stuff home. And she's yeah. like, no, this is all we use. This is enough for like a six person office max. Yeah. So I went back to my, I went back to the, uh, to the office and I said to the, the CEO of our division, like the head of our division, I was like, yo, something was weird. Yeah. I was like a thousand people, blah, blah, blah. I think they're lying about the employee size. I showed him the thing and he was like, I ah, don't say anything. You're just going to get him in trouble. We'll have one of the smaller people, blah, blah, blah. Six months later, dude gets caught. Maybe eight months later. That's crazy. How crazy is that? Well, it's you know what's even crazier is thinking like, and like you're like the, the FCC. Like no one took him down. It was it was a guy, a, a fat Cuban uh, guy, office <laughs> supply salesman <laughs> sniffed it out. Yeah, I like figured that's it all out. so fucking crazy. How wild is that? Yeah. And like eight months later, I was like, yeah, I could have been on the news. Yeah, I was so mad at the head of the division. It's hilarious. But he was Holy like, you know, shit. it was a bunch of scam artists from Framingham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Staples, <laughs> Framingham Flyers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, that's, Staples is a bunch of scam artists. Really, yeah, that's great. Yeah. What are they scamming? It's like paper. You know, they treat paper like oil. Like companies start buying a lot of paper. They raise the price like on Dunder it because everyone Mifflin? needs buy paper. Yeah, but like they know what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> like wow. imagine Dunder Mifflin without like, you know, people who paint chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to this girl, I would say, um, what do you think about this girl? What do you think? Like- I think here's the thing. You got to have a sit down and you got to figure out exactly what you said. Why is he telling you now? Yeah. Do, to be here's the thing. I think this is where people being married now twelve years. I figured mm. this out, and I was raised by all women, so I mm. figured this out finally in my thirties. If something makes you upset, figure out not. Don't figure out like what's wrong with that thing. Figure out why that made you upset. Yeah. So when my wife comes to me and she's upset about whatever garbage, as an example, sure, she's not, not upset the about garbage. the garbage. Yeah. There's something else. It's you didn't think to do this right. thing, and you never think to do these. You things. don't anticipate. You don't. Yeah. yeah. And so I I do think. There's a bigger issue here that he would bring up this make out from a year ago. Maybe this is a test. He's like, I'm telling you I made out with this girl, but I didn't fuck her. If you're not mad, if you don't get mad, then I might tell you I fucked this other girl. You yeah, know? <laughs> then, I mean, there's something to that, too. But it's, I, I think the most important thing is, like, when you're two years in with somebody, are they trying to get dumped? Yeah. And it's like, that is a real thing that no one thinks about. Like, she's like, well, he made out. Can I get over this? Well... Why is he telling you he made out? Yeah. What is his, is this his escape plan? Right. Is this him trying to get you so mad at him that a breakup feels right? Exactly. So I would get into that. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. This is like the fix your life episode because we have two sponsors that are like perfect for like adding to your life. Yeah. Robin Hood. Oh, it's great. Robin Hood. I love Robinhood as an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. Here's the thing. With saving and investing, all of us think less of ourselves. We're like, we're like, we're all Americans. We all think we're the worst people on earth. Right. We don't think we can afford it. We don't think we can do it. But here's the thing about the new investing tools is that you're getting grouped in with all these people and you're a big lot of money that lets you get involved in things that maybe 30 years ago no one could do. So with an app like Robinhood, you can do on a month, weekly, monthly basis short money, just like, hey, I'm going to put into this ETF. I'm going to put into this, this, this mutual fund. I'm going to put into this option 25 bucks a month or a week. And it's like, that seems like a little, but then you look back at it after a year and you go, shit. Mm-hmm. I've saved some money. I've done something good for myself. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit. 
needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. That's important for people because that the thing about you know getting your finances straight is you go, ah, I don't want to deal with it. I, I'm not the person. Yeah. I don't have enough. Anyone can do this. And it's, it's just, just like new. Gets you thinking. Am I saving? Am I putting it in the buckets? The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the markets as you build your portfolio. You could play with this. Play with your... It's, you, know, you could play with this like with 50 bucks and yeah. just see what it's like. Christmas and, money. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of the JTrain podcast a free stock. That's money, people. It's free. That's crazy. Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at JTrain.com. JTrain.Robinhood.com. That's JTrain.Robinhood.com. 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 Get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint when you go to JTrain.robinhood.com. Guys, this is like no brainer. You just get free money. Look up how much Apple stock is worth. You're going to get one of those for free. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. I love this. We don't get email. sponsors like that on Cooligans. We like get your <laughs> dick right. You know, <laughs> we get shit like that. Booking a. F- Let's do. How much time we got left? You got to get going. What do, how yeah. much? We got time for one more email? Yeah. One more email. Um, okay. Booking a flight for a hinge date. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't like this one. Hinge is, hinge is the one where the girls talk to you first? That's Bumble. Hinge is just basically you have more in-depth profiles. That's oh, where really? it's at now. I'm a, I'm a hinge guy. You're a hinge so. guy. I saw you have a hinge cup. And I was like, I'm I do. Not, I'm not putting my coffee in that. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> hi, Jadre. Hi, Loving your podcast and all of the advice and banter you and your guests put out. I need advice on a hinge interaction. I matched with a guy over winter break when we were both in the same city. A few weeks ago, I downloaded the app again and started messaging one of my matches. I didn't notice on his profile that we're now living a far, fair distance apart although we'll be back in the same city in May. Long story short, we've been chatting a lot in decent conversations, but he's mentioned looking at flight prices to come visit me. That seems a little much for someone I haven't met yet, So I or invited him, or invited him to come out here. So I haven't met yet or invited him to come out here. Is he moving too fast and making assumptions, or am I in the wrong continuing to chat with him if he lives far away? What do you think of like chatting it up with someone who lives far away? First of all, you're on this app that hinges in to make friends, right? I mean, you're it's on the, this to fuck. You're yeah. on it to hook up. This dude is liking you, or and also, wouldn't you assume the conversation is what typically gets you away from wanting to fuck somebody? Yeah, well, <laughs> and now he likes you just off the conversation. Wants but to you, buy a flight. But you want to? You think fly to meet a stranger? And look, it's creepy for sure, yeah. but it's not like she hasn't been giving him the idea that they can here's hang the, out. Here's the thing with app people that don't that live farther than an hour. Beware the app interaction with someone an hour or more away. Right. Because as men, we have three men in here. Yeah. Guys love starting something with an option to be out of it. Right. So, like, I would, this scenario, I'd be like, yeah, you can fly in because there's an ending to it. Right. I'll fly you in, then you come in, we fuck for a weekend, then you you fly out, and I go, and then I start, you know, we text a little bit, text a little bit, and then I fade into the mist. Yeah. No one's hurt, and then you go, well, what happened? You go, uh, 
you know, it's busy with schedule. I live far away. I can't. Right. So a it's lot. I get, I get a lot of emails like this where it's like they live an hour away. What should I do? They said they'll drive in. And I always say, listen, you live in a city. You live somewhere like there's people in your own town. Yeah. Just because it hasn't happened yet in your own town doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just I, I just think anyone that's coming after you have to wonder, why is this person still talking to me? Yeah, he doesn't have somebody, in, you know, within less than an hour of him. He does, too. So yeah. it's like think of like what's the, the motivation? What's the strategy here? Guys do this. Women don't do this. No, you, I, I get very I've never gotten an email from a guy going. She lives an hour. Maybe we have. There was. But it's always the guy going after the girl an hour away. Right. It's very rarely the girl who's like, I'm willing to fly to get I'll dick. come to you. Yeah. No. 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 They, they can want... get that on the way to the airport. So be realistic of what you want. What you're saying is totally right. If she's saying, I want to go to this city anyways. I want to go visit. I have a friend. Like the only way I would do this if I'm her, I have a friend that lives in that city. A friend that's close enough where I could go visit and have some fun with them. Right. And then this person could be a, like a, 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 a fucking dick call. Right. And if you don't, like, yeah, if you go to a bar, let's say you don't live in Chicago, you fly out to Chicago to go hang out with your cousin or something. <laughs> yeah. And let's say there's the, you don't get dick on that first night. You know you got this guy you could call who lives 10 minutes but away. But that is a very specific situation. Pragmatic. Where, yeah. And you can't be sitting there going, well, what will we do next weekend? No. Yeah. No. It's a one-time get fucked fine. That's it. Reminds me of this thing I saw on Reddit like, years ago it was like one of the top you know voted sort of like things so it gets to like the front page mm-hmm. and it was this guy sharing his pick the wedding picture of them like at the like kid their first kiss and then we got married we met on okay cupid and he posted like the first message mm-hmm. and it was like i know you live thousands of miles away but I just have to message you. I saw your picture, this and that. You seem great. And then it turned out like, oh, a few, and within the same year, we I ended up being near her for business. So we both kind of met up. And it was like, well, that kind, that's a once in a lifetime. That's the thing. We, we have people betting on the tail ends of the pie, of, of the bell curve yeah. when, when they don't, that's not how it normally. That's like goes. the one guy who became a billionaire off Bitcoin. That's yeah, not you. That's not you. Yeah, go go on go on Robinhood and make a little bit of money <laughs> on Bitcoin. But you're not going to make billions right yeah. now. You might not. Okay? And the thing is, a lot of women, and this is just, I get it. It's the fantasy. It's the fantasy. It's yeah. the story. It's the and again, we just, we talked earlier in this podcast about like women compete with their levels of relationships. Of course, they want to say, "Look at how great my love story is," right? And they want to bring it to the brunch table and go, "Look at look what we do." It's almost it's, fairy tale. It's all, and yeah. everyone goes, you know, um, every girl at their wedding, they have a friend that goes, "They knew the minute they met," Ugh. and I go. You are all these women just telling their friend every guy they meet? They're like, "This is the one. This is the one," just so they can get that story. Uh, like, yeah, actually, they are. It, so <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Just it's in like, case. Just in case. Planting the seed. Oh, I knew he was the one. And it's like, well, because you met him when you were blackout drunk <laughs> in a bar. Yeah. He he took care of her. Yeah. yeah. It's like held her hair. Up. Yeah. So like every relationship, you're like, "Hey, Stace, by the way, uh, love at first sight." So anyway, we're gonna go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone who wants to book you a flight, just. It's not to me in a relationship with No, them. they're not going to a museum. No. No. It's to stay in the room and fuck all weekend. Yeah. And then 
get away from you easily. Right. You know how like those guys think, well, I bought you dinner. You kind of got to fuck me. Imagine you bought flights. That's who this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Bro, I put you in the comfort zone, the comfort Dude, seat. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Alexis Guerreros, thank you for coming on, man. This is great. Absolutely. Dude, we got to get you on a fat venture. Uh, I'm down, man. At uh, not Alexis, go follow, go support. Do you time for one news item? We do. Let's do one news. I have some very, very sad news. Oh, no. Have you heard of the man Ehud Arier Laniado? I'm not familiar with Ehud. No. No. He was 65. Okay. This is going to get sad. Parisian billionaire diamond trader. Ooh. He had surgery recently. Mm Mm-hmm. Specifically, penis enlargement surgery. Really? A billionaire needed more penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have it all. As you if never the palatial estate wasn't enough of a dick. Like, ooh. <laughs> why? Never enough. Never enough. It just shows you. I think Che has a joke about being jealous of a homeless guy because of how big his penis was. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know if you ever did it on a special or something, but it was just like, it's so true. You're just like, you can't, like, it's there's primal. always something, you know. Did, by the way, at 65? Yeah, he needed it then. Went he, to he, a private surgery clinic. Cause okay. Can't, it's not like you can get go to Cedars-Sinai or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. They're, they're not just giving called. out penises there. And had a heart attack during the surgery. Maybe yeah. it's because it was so big he saw it and just, like, had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what have you done to me? Oh, my God. It's this the happiest is exactly day of my life. That's the thing, like, you know, you know what's scary about that story and about the Bob Kraft story and like it for men and no woman ever feels bad about this, but it's a real thing. That urge never goes away. Like at least the female sex drive subsides at a certain point. Like you see older, older women aren't going to the fucking massage parlor to get off from a random dude named Eduardo. Right. Like. Oh, but I'm saying like like Bob Kraft and this dude is a billionaire. Twice a day. 65, 77 years old, still being like, I need a bigger penis. Yeah. Like I, it's like that urge never goes away. That is our, you know, like our cross to bear. You I know? guarantee you what happened is he was having like some thousand dollar glass of wine with his friends in like his one of his great rooms. <laughs> and they were like, man, you have it all. Is there anything you would change? Yeah. And in his head, he didn't say it out loud, but he's like, I got to get a bigger dick. A bigger dick. <laughs> and then I'll have everything. What well, is that? Uh, they are, they said somebody who wished to remain anonymous said he always focused on his appearance and how others perceived him. Mm. According to his friends, the only time he forgot about his lack of height was when he was asked his accountant <laughs> to read out his bank statement, something which he did multiple times a day. See, this is that's how you become a billionaire. That's how you be, you don't become yeah. a billionaire because you're just like I'm going to save a bunch of money. No, no, you're you, you're a maniac. About you're it. a maniac. You don't become a billionaire because you say, you know what? I've had a I worked a lot this weekend. I'm going to take Monday off. Never. That's not how billionaires' minds no. work. They they sit there and they go. Fuck, I got a billion dollars, but what about this penis? Yeah. You know what it is when you meet somebody who has more money than you, and there's always somebody that has more money than you. Always. That's when you're like, I got to go back to work. I got to keep doing yeah, this. No one's ever thinking like, yeah, I think I did enough. Never. It's it's pretty... They're sharks. You can't stop swimming or you'll I, die. I, that's that's right. I, mm-hmm. And I feel bad for this guy. Does he have family? 
Yeah, just a bunch of small penis children. <laughs> yeah, a lot of friends. Yeah, that's one of those things. They like, you know, Dad went in for the penis enlarger surgery. He's like, it's genetic. Yeah. Uh, Oops. Uh-oh. Well, Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Rest in peace to a real rest, one. Rest in peace to, what's his name? Some French guy. Some French guy. Rest in peace, French billionaire. Your there's penis a, never had the There's life. also like a really easy penis enlargement. Apparently, there's like a tendon. Uh, in your balls that if you snip you gain like an inch and a half really and it doesn't ruin your dick at all also i mean what's his we'll weight have situation to take your word for it <laughs> they, they say if you lose like 10 pounds you gain like a certain penis. every 30 pounds is an inch really i know because i just lost 52 pounds holy and I was like, shit. oh my god oh my god i was cleaning in the i was cleaning in the shower i was like all right all, okay. all right alexis you're back to college you're back baby. man <laughs> shelby thank you for bringing the news thanks for having me Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow, go support. Alexis Guerreros, thank you for coming on. This was a blast, man. So much fun having you. Thank you for doing it. I know we took up a lot of your time because Please, uh, we were a little late, so I apologize for that. At not Alexis. Go follow, go support. So much great shit going on on his stuff and so funny. I'm Jared Freed here every Tuesday and Friday. Right now, I am in Kuwait. Wow. If you're listening to this, I am in Kuwait. Uh, send me a DM. Let me know that I'm, I'm alive. Um, I'm in Kuwait. Uh, I'm going to be back, and uh, I'm going to be back next week. I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, we need you. Come on out to Laughing Skull. Also, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Then also, Gotham, New York City. Gotham Comedy Club, 12th and 13th of April. Also, Philadelphia. Love Philly. Let's start getting involved with that show in Philly. Come on out. I'll be back next episode. Boom.